Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Okay, so you're asking me why I don't get a desktop. Hey guys, what's up? Yo, what's going my name's, on? My name's Ramiro, and this is my co-host, uh, Rich Matic. What's going what's on? Hey guys, we're five episodes in. We're going strong. We got 10 subscribers on YouTube, but go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you're listening to so you can get us to 20. Oh, yeah, we got to 11. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was telling some people about it during your stream on Twitch and some other people about it. Oh, on some other Discord, and I think they joined, or one of them joined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Karu was Somebody like, oh, joined. shit, I want to be on it. I'm like, damn, you didn't even subscribe first? I'm like, come on, Karu. <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> Yeah, he messaged me on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Rich would love that." I just, uh, I just totally forgot about it. Um, I made him a clip on Twitch, and um, uh, he liked it, but uh, he was just like, "Hey man, why, why isn't it 60 FPS?" <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, I it defaulted to 30." I don't like, know. Look, uh, you're wait, missing wait. the point. <laughs> to be happy with what I did for you. Jerk. <laughs> I, I did want to say that, but then I was like, uh, he was, uh, uh, I, I think he was a little tilted because of the stream because he died. Um, so he was playing Apex Legends. Hey guys, Romero right here, Apex Legend noob. Um, he was playing uh, Apex Legends and he got shot. He got shot. And in Apex Legends, once you, once you, your health bar runs out, you get like a second health bar where you can fall around to safety. Mm-hmm. And your teammate can revive you if, if your last second health bar doesn't run out. So he got shot. He's crawling around in his second health bar. And then uh, I think someone throws a grenade nearby and it kind of propels him into the lava and he just falls down. <laughs> 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 and, and that's the clip I made, but he seemed really tilted after that. I was just like, that sucks. Hey, man. I mean, it's a shooting game. You get shot a lot, I would imagine. So. Yeah, but um, it, it's it is what it is. So uh, you're asking why I don't have a laptop? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, why I have a desktop. desktop? What kind of desktop do you have? Me, uh, it was made by Digital Storm, but it's not like a top of the line Digital Storm. It's more like lower end. I've never even heard of Digital Storm. Oh, they do like custom PCs. You know, one of those companies, kind of like uh, oh, okay. Main Gear and shit. I I got mine from an exotic PC, which is uh probably uh really similar yeah i would imagine yeah okay um well here's the thing uh i move around a lot um i have lived in a different city almost every year for the last like seven or eight years Mm -hmm. and one thing that i've learned a lot from moving is i hate lugging shit around yeah so like um the last time I moved from Texas to California, I got rid of a lot. Dude, I had like a good collection of Blu-rays and games, and I got rid of almost all of them. Oh, okay. Um, I gave away some of them, and I gave away like half of them. The other half I sold to a, um, what's it called? Uh, Pawn shop? It's a, it's a bookstore where you can sell like your old college books. Oh, uh. I guess they just call them college bookstores these days. Yeah, it was like a college bookstore. It it was a mainstream one. I can't remember the name. Um, 
a book and a half or something like that. Oh, like, I, 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 let's... I think I know what you're talking about. Well, I know one of the online ones that you could use to like search for like used college books to get them like discounted because they do cost a lot. So, yeah. So it was one of those stores and I went in there and I sold the other half of those like movies and games. And that was like $70 when they were each one was like a dollar. Damn. That's a good price. Yeah, like well, I mean, for the person buying. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's just I just had so much stuff, and whenever you move around a lot, like it's exciting. But after like your second or third move, it gets you look at your shit, and you're just like, I'm getting real tired of dragging you around. Yeah, I think that's the main you, reason why people adopt like that minimalist lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for because the only thing I really have in my room is like this bed over here my clothes in the back um there's a couple of things uh in the closet like some like collectibles no not collectibles but just stuff from my past i guess like i have a shoebox full of old letters um that i used to write to somebody mm -hmm. uh there's uh, like a green sculpture you can kind of see in the back uh that i made when i was in high school and then um i just have the tv light laptop playstation 4 some shoes and i don't have a lot of clothes which is why you see me wearing like the same clothes a lot that's cool. um, and that's kind of it. I really don't like buying more things than I need. Yeah, that's a good philosophy that I think a lot of Americans should adopt, but probably won't. It's a philosophy that my stomach should adopt because I could be so much more thinner if I literally just didn't eat more than what I needed. <laughs> Amen. I say that as I sip my soda. We are we are all about that consumption life. Oh, yeah. This Consume, is America. Ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, dude, that that song, uh, "This America," uh, by uh, what's his name, uh, Gambino. E. Yeah, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Um, dude, that's a good fucking song. I really like the music video of that song. Yeah, I, I'm starting to think that he's an alien because it's like everything he does is just amazing. Yeah, he was scripted for a Deadpool show, and I yeah. don't know why they didn't go forward with it. I remember that. Like, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. He uh, he leaked the script that he was working on it on the internet too. Oh, that's such a Ryan Reynolds move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's 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 annoying. Anyway, how's your how's your week been? I I talked a lot. Oh, I think people enjoy that talk. But man, my week has been pretty good, man. Got a whole bunch of random job offers. I'm like literally living like Persona 5, basically. Every time I meet a new person, it's a new opportunity and shit. Um, playing a bunch of Dead by Daylight. Uh, oh, I played um, this guy, Zyme. He's part of the DOA community, who also happens to be one of the best Zelda mains in Smash Bros. And I took him Oh, is on. that why you were playing... Is that why you were playing Smash Bros? Yeah. And I took oh, him okay. on not knowing this, right? And he mollywops the shit out of me. And, you know, I see a little bit of what he's doing. Like, I'm catching on to him, like, canceling frames. Because I'm like, that animation shouldn't work like that. Like, he's just skipping frames and making these moves safe. Because, you know, of course, when you do a move, they have recovery frames, right? So he's doing this move. And it's like he has zero recovery frames. He can just jump into another move or instantly shield i'm like what is happening with this zelda character and then later he tells me he was like oh yeah i'm one of the best zelda players in the world and <laughs> i was doing some like canceling some of the frames out to make my move safe otherwise i would die i was like oh yeah i had a feeling i had a feeling like you can watch the um 
clips on my stream. That's not me trying to plug it, just me explaining the situation. Because fighting games are always really interesting to me. So, that was cool. Uh, shout out yeah. to Zion. And I didn't do too much other than that. Um, hung out with my friend Joe, who I haven't seen in a minute, who gave me this. Oh, shit. Legend of Korra. Yeah. He I haven't seen that. Let me borrow this. So I'm like, hell yeah. Legend of Korra on Blu-ray. I'm about to watch this. Give my, Oh, that's dope. Have you started thoughts. or not? Not yet. He gave it to me today. So. Oh, shit. That's fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to watch Korra. I'll um I'll check it out at some point. Because I'm really interested in what, what it is. I, I don't know why people say it's bad. It doesn't look bad. Yeah, it looks cool. And I, at this point, I'm also convinced people that say it's bad just hate it because there's just something that they don't like other than whether it's objectively bad probably because you know it's all it's always hard for a sequel to measure up to the original even if they have different themes people really get attached to those themes and kind of that world and how it is so it's kind of hard to capture that same magic in my opinion um, yeah playing but, devil's um, advocate no no you're right i just i just think people would just get to I don't know. I, like, they just. They're very quick to dislike stuff. No, I think you're th- right about that, too. For things that they don't, like, understand. Yeah. Or, or maybe don't not don't understand or just straight up just don't like. Mm hmm. Um, that's, that's cool. My week, uh, I. So, I spent the first half of the week, uh, editing an Apex Legends video that I put on my channel. Which is um, good. I still think crypto is super cool, though. <laughs> no, no, dude. He has a, uh, so you know how he's all like techie and stuff. Yeah, there's there's an outfit that he has that he can get where he looks like a goddamn rapper. Um, he no, 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 yeah, and he's got a tattoo on his chest because it's an open chest jacket. Yeah, and it says a big chest tattoo that says Spectrum on it. Oh, he's okay. I'm not yeah, gonna um, judge which Spectrum that is, but. It's interesting. Uh, he, he, uh, well, uh, it's meant for like uh, internet spectrum. That could also be anything but, um, too. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, I just think it's cool that say fucking uh, uh, spectrum. That's cool. Um, uh, but yeah, so he's got that, and um, but yeah, so the video was on crypto. Um, it it took me a while to uh to get it together. Um, and then uh, the other thing too is that uh, I um. Started working on this other video for uh, Marie Rose. So while editing for videos, um, I put it in the Discord chat if you want to see it. But while editing videos, I was watching a lot of YouTube, uh, like a like a shit ton of YouTube. Oh my like god, a, he looks like Takashi Six Nine with this. It's very colorful. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, huh? With the with the hair. Yeah. Too. If, like if his hair was rainbow colored. But yeah, dude, that's that's one of the best skins in the game for me. That's that's such a cool skin. I love it when. When people that make skins for their characters mm-hmm. get like really dorky and absurd and just go oh, to yeah. extremes with it, for sure. Um, so like uh, I- I'm working on this Marie Rose video. And while I'm working on that, I-, I start um, like watching all these different YouTubes. Like I'm like I'm actually going through. Okay, let's see what YouTube would recommend, and I'm going through all the recommendation feeds, and I list and I found a couple of fucking banger um, YouTube channels. Uh-oh. So one of them is uh, Alizy. Uh, she's kind of UK, almost like commentary channel. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the other one which i think i talked about like uh an episode or two ago was dr grande he does like psychology uh analysis of a lot of murderers and killers but recently he's he uh because of all these apology videos going out he uh he looks at apology videos and he does like us he psychoanalyzes them which is which is great to have a professional looking at all this dumb youtube drama hmm we might have to study it's, up on those because I feel like we're like one video away from that. Yeah. Uh, the other one is uh, D'Angelo Wallace. He's this young dude who uh, who's really well-spoken and does like really like well-edited videos where he'll talk for like 20 minutes to an hour uh, on a particular subject. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like, uh, uh, like I have a little bit of appreciation of just like, just like just listening to the stuff while I'm trying to work and do some other things and then um because stuff is getting recommended some stuff from years ago is getting recommended from like some old john stewart episodes to um old ign content to just old oh eminem music videos i miss old ign videos man good times good times uh, back they, uh, in like dreamcast playstation one games where like a game trailer was like amazing to watch for the first time you didn't even know it was coming out there was no announcement it just dropped and you saw it i missed those dude i remember when uh ps1 and nintendo 64 like games just didn't have a release date yeah you would hear i remember showed up as far as i knew yeah i remember reading about them like in a game informer magazine or something or electronic uh whatever oh yeah egm Um, yeah yeah egm uh and I remember uh, reading about them and like knowing that they were coming out, and then like once a month, probably going to the store and checking if it was out. Yeah, they would show like sh- but, screenshots, but you couldn't even tell if the screenshots were legit. They were almost like fake. Yeah, I got burnt out by two games because I was way too hyped for them at the time. Uh, one of them was um, I don't know if you ever played it, but it was called Dragon Ball Z Sagas. No. So it was for the PS2. I th- this was after this was released after. Did you ever play Dragon Ball Z Budokai one, yeah. two, or three? Budokai Tenkaichi, Which, one, two, and three. Not Tenkaichi. Oh, not Tenkaichi. The, there was Dragon Ball Z Budokai. Then there's two. Then there's three. Then there was Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi, and then that turned into Tenkaichi one, two, and three. <laughs> yeah, I, I played the Tenkaichi series. That was the two D okay. one, right? Or was that the three D one? Over the show, it, it was like a 3D one. Okay, I played the 2D one, so that the, might the not 2D be the 2D fighter. Yeah, the 2D fighter. But well, I mean, well, technically, it, it works. It plays like a 2D fighter, but um, it was it was in 3D. Yeah, it's it in like 3D. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. played that one. Okay, that that might have been Budokai um one, I mean Budokai two or Budokai three. Well, anyway, Budokai three came out, legitimately a good fighting game. I don't know, they re-released it for the PS3. It's not bad at all. It's really cool. It's simple, but a little complicated. I really, really like it a lot, even to this day. Um, it has a Super Saiyan 4 Goku in it. It was really cool. Really, really fucking powerful. Like, you'd have a maximum of, like, seven seven health bars. Yeah. And, like, with one of his uh, attacks, even though he only has, like, two or three attacks, if one of them just lands, it takes a whole health bar away. That sounds about right. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's really looking thinking about it back then. It's kind of dumb, but anyway, um, Dragon Ball Z Sagas came out after Dragon Ball Z Budokai Three, and I thought it was going to be another cool Dragon Ball Z fighting game that I got really into, and um, it totally wasn't. And it ended up being a beat 'em up 
it ended up being a shitty beat em up where you play through up until the Cell Saga. And then when you beat the main game, you can unlock Broly. And that was the whole game. That's it? It was it was the first game that I think I beat in one day, and I think it was like five hours long. Ooh. And it was the first one of the first times I felt super burnt out. Like me getting hyped for a game, reading about it, and then uh getting it, not knowing what I'm getting into, and then just like finishing it, going like I have wasted fifty dollars. Yeah. I honestly didn't yeah. feel like ripped off or burnt out until I started getting older. Before then, games just seemed magical. They always seemed kind of like they were always good, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other game was um, the this one. <laughs> this was made by EA, but it was called EA had a Marvel license for a while, and it was called Marvel's Nemesis: oh, Rise shit. of the Imperfect. I, I remember that game. That and once again, shitty fucking fighting game. It played like a beat 'em up. Just like Dragon Ball Z sagas, probably why I got burnt out. But then it wanted to be, it wanted to be almost like an arena brawler, and um, kind of go through the story. And it, uh, it was, it even my what fourteen year old brain could tell that it was a very shitty story. Yeah, it just, it was just not a good story. The new characters they they introduced, even though I look back at it now and I'm like, okay, that was kind of a cool backstory. Just not very interesting. There were copy and paste characters of other characters like Iron Man or Spider Man. Or, yeah, Wolverine. They're like clones, but they fought like clones too. Just, and then the, the thing that sucked is that it was just very unbalanced, like very terribly unbalanced. Um, it was the first time I ever, once again, noticed that you can make a game unbalanced <laughs> because you would have a hero like the thing. You're like, okay, cool, but he only has three attacks he's got a punch a second punch and a throw and then kind of like this weird fatality move that some of them would get and then you would have a character like iron man who could not only could he punch not only could he throw but he also had projectiles and he could fly dude i played that at a friend's game a friend's house and it was like dude this game's ass we got to play like children of the atom or something fuck this game yeah yeah yeah, it was, um, and yeah, Magneto was in it too for a little bit too, and um, he was super underwhelming because, um, you know, I always thought Magneto was super strong. He had these metal marbles that he attacked with, and they just, they were his projectiles, and that was literally it. He could fly. That was literally it. It was just, that you would have characters that would have like seven or eight moves, and then other characters that would just have two. And also, not only have two moves, but also be, um, uh, like uh, their stats would also be weak. <laughs> <laughs> At least they told you. <laughs> yeah, but now that's um, yeah, that was that was a uh, tangent. But that's kind of what I've been doing just this week. It's just watching uh, a shit ton of YouTube videos. No, that's good. I like when YouTubers say that they watch other YouTube channels, and it's interesting to hear what they watch. Because I feel like oh yeah, once I... you get to YouTube. It kind of eclipses TV because, you know, TV is just kind of it's so manufactured and YouTube just has such a good authenticity with people. Well, I with like TV, that. it's 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 appointment television. It's like, oh, you want to watch the show? Well, it starts at seven. Do you work at seven? Well, it sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's not only a... does it suck to be you, 
But like, if you want to watch it before seven, all right, well, fuck you. Oh, you want to watch afterwards? Oh, better hope your DVR's recording it. Yeah, it's just, I can't stand TVs. Like, once I found YouTube, I couldn't go back to TV unless it's like a really good quality TV show. I can watch it, but uh, even I then, I just wait for it to come out. The last show that I uh, kept up with as new episodes were coming out was um, The Office, and uh, there was another there was this other game show that on Comedy Central that I really liked with Chris Hardwick. That it got canceled because um, I think someone, I think I, I could be wrong, but I think someone pressed like sexual harassment allegations against them. That sounds like some twenty twenty shit. Yeah, but it it got it was a fun show, dude. He would have like Ron Funches on there, and they would answer all these stupid questions. It was I really recommend I really recommend just going back and like like watching it. It's it was cool to see Comedy Central do something different. It was a legit game show. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't really win anything. They w- it was about <laughs> internet culture. <laughs> no, 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 I think like when a person won, it's like congratulations, you won the internet. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. They would have comedians on it all the time, or just celebrities, mm-hmm. or sometimes YouTubers. Like it was like, it was a good mix of what I want. Like sometimes, like I sometimes I want to see YouTubers on television. Sometimes I want to see actors on YouTube. And it was a dumb game show that I just think did a really good job of mixing them together. I feel like actors on YouTube would be like the Eric Andre show. Yeah. Well, oh, dude. So actors on YouTube. Uh, I was watching uh, that TikTok show. Oh god, the, the TikTok show. Oh. Fuck. Okay, so did you see the did you did you see a second episode? No, I've only watched the first. Okay, okay. So there's a, a dude. He has his like, uh, it, I don't know. He got a cut or laceration up here. He looked like someone punched him in the face, but the makeup on it looks so bad. Like it's just not good. It looks like you can look at it going like, oh, this is makeup. This is actual makeup on uh, on his uh his thing and it's it's wild because um he uh like it's just i don't know like it is as bad as you said last week where yeah the acting uh the the acting um uh, it's it's not good yeah it's uh it it is what uh it is what it is um the the people in it are way too young way too young yep like there's just it makes no sense that they're there like why do you have middle schoolers around you I mean, it's a good practice because they're still going to get views because they're TikTok kids. So the kids are going to click that video. And, you know, that's okay. who gets the most clicks on YouTube is white kids in America, which is it's just what it is. So if anybody wants to see that show I was talking about earlier with Chris Hardwick, it's called At Midnight with Chris Hardwick. It is the best game show I've ever seen. It's so funny. It's so it's so good. It, it's like. Almost reminds me a little bit of Cards Against Humanity. Oh yeah, but like in game show form, with actors and YouTubers and other comedians and stuff. Yeah. Are you ready to get into some um, gaming shit? Uh yeah sure. Okay. Um, I pulled the docket because I do not. I hold it up. I don't have it up. Yeah, the first one was uh, that awesome trailer for a uh, gamer girl. The game, based on the Twitch oh, stream, boy. based on the movie, based on the game, based on IRL. <laughs> yeah, that what is, a uh, what an interesting game. 
Yeah, that um, that was very very cringe. <laughs> I love watching. I have but... DreamWorks happen. As soon as I saw that trailer, I was like, "This is gonna have a lot of great takes." Dude, the <laughs> the moment I saw Gamer Girl and and it was Slasher uh, who tweeted it, and I was just like, I was reading through the tweet, and then I looked, I didn't even look at the video. I was going through the comments. I was like, "Wait, is this isn't a parody?" And then I looked at the first like couple of seconds of it and just kind of yeah. skimmed around. I was like, "Oh man." Oh, why would you release? Why would you think this is a good I idea? I thought it was a parody too until I saw the PS4 and the Switch logo and Xbox. I'm like, oh, this might be real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh man, I wonder if they're even going to catch. I don't even know if they're going to release that game anymore. Oh, they 100% need to release that game. I want to see it played. I want to see what happens in this game. I'm very curious. I love train wrecks I... on the internet. Um,. Yeah, I don't know if um, I don't I don't uh, I I have no idea what's gonna happen with like I I I just don't know how they can release it and people are gonna buy it just to see that it's bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how. I don't know how they can release it in good faith at this point. Mm, I don't know, but somebody's getting canceled. I don't know who's getting canceled, but somebody's getting canceled. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, oh man, I I just don't even know. I this reminds me of that dating game that came out I think like two years oh, ago. Oh, I was talking about that with my friend with that really cringe guy, and you have all the options, yeah. and you can say some really wild shit. Of course, I'm gonna pick all yeah. the bad options because I want to see what happens. That's what I'm gonna yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a stream simulator too because I'm reading the article right now. Yeah, and it's just I don't. Ah, I don't know. This is just this is just weird. It's super cringe, like, dude. Like you have to be a mod, right? And then you have to like guide her to like make smart decisions to protect her. So in a way, you're kind of being like a white knight. It's also kind of creepy because you're telling her what to do, and she's the streamer. So yeah, and I don't know why they wouldn't have just put in a guy option and they just called a streamer the game oh yeah then you just be a guy and you'd be streaming and you'd have like one or two views for three months and no yeah. one would watch your and you shit can just to, and you, you can just be a guy or you can just be a girl and then they can each have their own issues yeah yeah your issue is with being a guy is no one wants to watch your fucking content and <laughs> you're just a sea <laughs> of uh, you're just a copy of a copy of a copy <laughs> yeah um, I I mean it's just I just don't I don't get it, man. I I, I just don't. I would I, once again. I know I said it before, but I would like to be in the board meeting to see where they who is the person that says this is a good idea. I'm gonna get started on it right now. I can see where their heads are at, wanting to make a game to like maybe show the perspective of like a female streamer on twitch or you know any streaming platform and what they have to go through the abuse or harassment you know that could be a that would be a really good concept it's just you would have to have the right execution to pull it off yeah and calling a gamer girl is probably not the best idea and having someone be a mod in her chat is probably not the best idea either no, yeah, I like it could it could have been done a couple of different ways, where it just I don't know the the whole thing comes off as super cringe, comes up. 
And then the way they were, it was marketed at, it, it made it seem like, oh, you can make the difference in this person's yeah, life. Yeah, it definitely marketed that way, 100%. Yeah, they, it could have been, you know, it, it could have just, it could have totally been something else. Yeah, they should have consulted some of the big female streamers and kind of got their feedback before they, you know, released the game. Or even when it was in, like, concept phases, they should have probably consulted more people. Maybe they did. But I feel like if they consulted more of them, it would probably have turned out differently. Or what they should have, what they should have done is they should have like started the trailer with like, oh, we are, you know, we reached out to multiple female streamers and they worked with us personally on this project. Yeah. Like, I don't know, just something other than what they showed. Yeah. Anything. But I can assume based on what that trailer is and how the game is that they did not consult a lot of female streamers. That would be my... No estimated guess oh dude it would be hilarious if the only people that worked on that game were guys i wouldn't be surprised if it was mostly guys and maybe like two females i would not be yeah, surprised and then, and then and then what if the two females were going like hey this might be a bad idea and then the guys were like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about this is gonna be a fantastic game that's when they release the behind the scenes footage and it's just like, oh god, this was doomed from the start. <laughs> Speaking of doom. But yeah, that's uh that was a real thing that did happen in the world mm-hmm. earlier this week. Yeah, we I'd um, love to hear some thoughts on what you guys think in the comments, because I think this one's not gonna die for a while. Yeah, no, this is gonna this is gonna turn into a meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, the other thing that happened is uh, Ghost of Tsushima came out and it's getting a lot of different reviews. Yeah, I mean, to me the game looks good. Uh, like all my friends are streaming. Did it. you play it? No, I haven't. Well, actually, yeah, I played a little bit of it today at my friend's house. How was it? It was fun. Uh, the combat is pretty good. It feels like it's what Assassin's Creed should be if it was set in. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima's era with uh, Mongols and whatnot, or Mongolians, sorry. And it's fun. It's uh, the combat's Dude. good. The story's interesting. The character models are beautiful. The setting is beautiful. Uh, the game runs really well on PlayStation Four, surprisingly. But so you know how the bad guys are Mongolians? Yeah. You want to hear something super fucked up about Mexican culture that involves Mongolians? Oh God. Okay. All right. Okay. I want you. I want you to take a guess. Take a quick guess on what it could be that Mongolians and Mexicans have some kind of connection together. Uh, they murdered people okay. in very creative ways. No, <laughs> but I mean yes, but no. Um. So, uh, in in Mexico, up until I think like twenty to thirty years ago. The legal term for somebody call, for calling someone retarded was the Spanish word for Mongolian, which was Mongolito. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that was a real thing. Because <laughs> I remember sometimes I would have an aunt or an uncle that would call me that shit when I was little. <laughs> and then, but then they wouldn't want us telling that to other people. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. 
They said it, and but I remember, then they tried to clean it up. Like, hey, don't take this yeah, outside yeah. of the household. This just yeah. stays here. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah right. but you can you can look it up. You, it was the real term that a lot of people, including doctors, were using up until recently. Oh shit! Yeah, it's um, yeah, just look up uh, M O N G O L I T O. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I believe, I think now it, they're trying to, <laughs> I looked it up and like the second thing that popped up is on Urban Dictionary. Oh, shit. <laughs> it says, Mongolito means retard in Spanish. See, that's why I tried to clean myself up when I said Mongols, because I'm like, that might come out as like mongrels or some like. Oh, mongrels, that's a real yeah, word Yeah, some like too, huh? evil term for like Mongolians, which I don't want to use. I totally forgot mongrels was yeah, word. that probably came from the word yeah, mongrel. I wouldn't be surprised if it came from that. Oh, that's hilarious! It's hilarious in a fucked up way. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, uh, look it up if you want. Mo- Mongolians are Spanish, and it's um, I, I was very surprised it was something that pe- doctors were using for a very long time. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but, but back to back to Tsushima. No, it's a it's a beautiful game. It looks good. It should be getting great reviews. Uh, one thing I did notice is that uh, it was on what's that review site everyone goes on? Uh, Metacritic. Yeah, Metacritic. So they like um, they're I think they waited like an extra day before they started allowing user reviews. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, so that's the thing now. That's what they should have been doing from the beginning. Because mm-hmm. so many games get unfairly uh, review bombed just because they anyone can. It's like. Amazon, anyone can review an item whether you bought it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's um, funnier than gamers getting mad and reviewing a game before, when they haven't even played it. I'm like, that is some wild shit. Dude, if anyone's listening that watches subreddit, start a subreddit for funny ass reviews. I would love to see that shit. I've seen, I think I've seen a couple of videos on YouTube that do that. They've definitely done it yeah, for Tekken uh, 7. What were the reviews for Tekken 7? Uh, it was either I remember people- Main Man or someone who watched, who read some Tekken 7 reviews on Metacritic. It was really fucking funny. That game was getting a whole bunch. I, so I don't play Tekken, but I remember from doing review on a DOA 6 video, um, Tekken 7 was getting a bunch of shit because they were adding Loki, Lucky Chloe to the roster. Yeah. I can imagine every yeah, time very... that they added a character that was unfair or someone didn't like, they went straight to Metacritic and was like, fuck this game. I hate Lucky Chloe. Leroy is broken as fuck. Fucking Rom's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, Leroy was a cool character. That's such a cool character, man. Leroy. Oh, man, he almost broke Tekken 7, though. He was cheap as shit. Yeah. And even I know that. I was yeah. new to the game. Oh, man. Yeah, he... uh. He was, dude. I really like his character design. It's so. Cool. Oh yeah, we so all love well the character done. design, but he was busted. He was busted, bro. He was so busted. Yeah, the the little dog thing was cool. Isn't there like a random chance that it can hit you or something like that? Yeah, I think it's like RNG whether the dog will come out and hit you or he'll just sit there and like look at you and then run away. That's great. That's cool. Um, but yeah, um, the other thing that's really cool with Ghost of Tsushima is the, um, the wind effects in that game look really fucking sick. Yeah. Just from watching videos. 
Like the way the grass is moving back and forth, it reminds me a lot of the Wind Waker. Oh yeah, and that's a mechanic to get you to your next uh, objective. Oh. You follow the wind. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. Yes, sir. Yeah, and then um, the other the other thing the reviews came out were for Paper Mario: The Origami King, which which is uh, told which apparently has a really cool story. Um, but it's a. Uh, Oh, man, it, the the fighting style is just not paper. Yeah, I heard it sucked. To be honest, well, the, you don't get exp- they've been doing this thing for a while now where you don't get experience during fights, and it's annoying because what that means is that why are you fighting? Exactly, you're not. Why don't you just run away? Up. What's the point? Yeah, I I. I don't know, man. Like, eventually, I'm gonna want to play Origami King. Just, I, I'm really interested in that story, but um, it's just, I just don't, I don't. Well, I know why. I know why. I bookmarked a tweet. Hold up, shit. I think I bookmarked a tweet. I saved it to a place that's not on my computer. <laughs> I saved it to my phone. <laughs> okay. Uh, but the the tweet that was uh, bookmarked. Um, it goes over various um, various uh, interviews between uh, Miyamoto and uh, some other people in, high up in Nintendo, Iwata and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was talking basically about why is it that Paper Mario, um, why do, uh... shit, I think I deleted it. Well, basically it was going over like, why is it that as more Paper Mario games have come out, that there's less and less new characters added. Uh, why? Why is there a story like? Um, I believe Miyamoto wanted to get rid of the story altogether in Paper Mario. He didn't see why Mario needed a story. What the hell? You started Paper Mario with a good story with create creative characters. It was a RPG. That was why we liked the series to start with. So why wouldn't we want that in more Paper Mario games? Oh yeah, here we go. Like there was one oh, Paper this, Mario this game a... where every character was Toad. Why the fuck would I want to play that? So this is um, so this is uh, oh god, this is some, this is a really thick kind of like document. Uh, I'll go over some of it. So, because it, it has a lot of Nintendo people in here as well as producers for past Paper Mario games, mm-hmm. as well as the producer for this Paper Mario game. Um, by the way, for you guys who don't know, uh, Miyamoto Shigeru Miyamoto does not like toad and he does not like how americans like toad then why did they make a game of paper mario with nothing but toads uh, that's a good question well the, the, i think I'm, at this point i believe that the original paper mario was made with some nintendo supervision and then the second paper mario which is gangster as fuck yeah. was made with no nintendo supervision and then Nintendo saw Thousand Years Door after it came out, and they're just like, why the fuck is Mario a thug in this mm. game? And then they just, they're like, we're rechanging everything Paper Mario is. But, um, this, so this is back in 2020. This is from, Aoya- this is a conversation between Aoyama and Iwata and, uh, uh, at E3. They're getting interviewed. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that at the beginning of development, we were simply incorporating an idea that making use of the stairs top, the, the 3D function on the 3DS. Then at the 2010 E3, before the release of the Nintendo 3DS, we revealed several images. So why did it drag up on, until now? After E3, Miyamoto-san 
played the prototype and said it was just a port of the GameCube version, the Thousand Year Door. I had heard that first that Miyamoto-san said that something like an RPG would be fine, so for a while I thought that something like the previous titles would be fine. That must have meant that you hadn't done much that was new. Which that you did not like that you said that. Right, so he wondered what to do. Then the idea of using stickers came up. Originally, the plan was to use stickers that they were there to solve puzzles and um, on the overall map and so forth. But then we thought if we're going to do that, we might as well use stickers for the whole thing, including battles. Uh, we decided to begin rethinking the game mechanics. So it's Miyamoto's fault that we got these crappy Paper Mario games. Uh, he's uh, He has a huge... He has he definitely has like an imposing um uh figure at the all right, like, all right. I, it's just it seems like twenty twenty Paper Mario yes. We're canceling Miyamoto for ruining Paper Mario. <laughs> we're coming at you, Miyamoto. I know people love you now, but you ruined Paper Mario. So got this to was be canceled. Um, I'm coming for you. So on asked whether a remaster is a possibility of um and they're on, on this, they're talking about three games. They're talking about Paper Mario, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, and Super Paper Mario, all three which were made by the by the same team. Yeah, which were good games. The third one was okay, uh, but the first two are my favorite. The third one just didn't have as many RPG elements as the yeah, other two. but the story was really good. It was cool. Yeah, yeah which, yeah. So, uh, on a remaster, Ash. As Andre touched earlier, the game looks fantastic. Have you considered the idea of remastering the old Paper Mario in high definition like the Thousand Year Door? And then Tabata says, if we made it, would you buy it? And then uh, yes. the interviewer says, yeah, absolutely. And then Tabata says, I think if we hear that a lot, you know that's certainly something that we'll have to think about. But then they don't mention like anything oh else. My God. First of all, it's not going to happen because Nintendo doesn't remake games, man. Do, well, the thing is that they've they've re-released so many of their games on the classic. Yeah, they'll re-release them, but but they won't. Paper Mario games have not been re-released for whatever reason. Not even on the the Wii um, Nintendo nope. store. Nope. Damn. Nope. Thousand Year Door has never been re-released. Ah, uh, come on, Nintendo. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, and then um. This is this is a long quote, but this is Miyamoto's views on story in uh, the the Mario series. So I feel like this is gonna I just piss feel me that, off. Yeah, a little bit. I just feel that Mario games are something that should be much more uh, bright and active experience. With the Mario games, you don't need to have such a complicated setting where you have these particular characters with complicated backstories that can weigh down the bright fun and feel of the game. Mister Koizumi is the type of person that whenever we're working on a new Mario game, he always wants to bring more story elements into it, as he did with Super Mario Galaxy. But in talking to him with him this time, he agrees and feels that Galaxy 2, there won't be uh, there won't be a need for as deep of a story. Well, I put a stop to that at the beginning this time, Miyamoto said, and for an emphasis, punched in the air, <laughs> punched the air with his fist. So he said, I put a stop to this at the beginning this time, and then he punched his, his fist in the air. They always want to have these dramatic scenes where Princess Peach gets kidnapped, but I always tell them, no, it's fine. Princess Peach likes cake. So you can just have them use cake as bait to kidnap Princess Peach, and that's enough. I was thinking that they could have had these big ships come in, and they've got these big chains all over them, and they drop a plate of cake with it. And then um, 
the other guy talking continues. The situation is totally different now. There are so many people with different uh, job titles. But back then, the people who wrote the manuals often became the people who came up with most of the backstory in the entire game. The first real game work I did was on Link's Awakening. But at that time, I came in to write the manual, as I did with the previous game. But they had nothing in, uh, nothing in place, so I ended up making an entire story to go along with the game. The dream, the island, that was all mine. And so that was my first experience doing the kind of work that I would now call that you would now call event design. But there were not many people at the time with the expertise in that area, so I really had free reign over what I wanted as long as it didn't make Miyamoto angry. <laughs> we should stop talking yeah, there, about Paper Mario. Yeah, there, there's so there's so goddamn much in here. Like it's I'm not gonna read all of it. Um Good, jo good uh, job, good job, Miyamoto, because you know no one wants to have a story in a Mario game. Of course, come on, dude. Princess Peach is getting baited with cake. What the fuck is this, yeah. man? Oh my god! <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Miyamoto's views on Toad. Stop. Uh, Entertainment. This is in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, where they ask, "Who's your who's your least favorite character?" Miyamoto laughs. Toad. Entertainment Weekly, my favorite character is your least favorite character. Understand that he has some popularity, somehow. So, uh, when you could have stepped in to save us from that disaster where Paper Mario was nothing but toads, you didn't step in. But when it comes to yeah, Mario I, not having a story of Paper Mario, you'll step in, okay? What is going well, on here? Uh, I'm going to put this on the webcam. You should be able to see it, though. Um, as you can see, these are the different toad designs from that's from the first Paper Mario game, the ones at the top. The second one are from the Thousand Year Door, and then the bottom ones are for every other Paper Mario game ever released after that. We're not, I'm not talking about Paper Mario anymore. All right, what, what's the next subject, man? All right, <laughs> anyway, I'm a um, I am gonna get a Bugs Fable sometime this week, which is the, like the success. Yeah, we'll play Paper a real Mario. Paper Mario game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, dude. I'm excited. I'm gonna get on Wednesday, probably Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, I'll get it but, when um, you get it, so we can play it and then compare. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I've never done that before. Yeah. Like play a game alongside somebody. Yeah, like comparing that'd sizes, be, that... man. Good times. Mm -hmm. I'm not crossing my stream there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't. Uh, we don't sword fight on my stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah so jeff keely uh he was texting he was texting you i don't you? know why oh, okay <laughs> no, no, no. you got the insider scoop laid on me dog <laughs> he was dude he was personally te telling me uh how the friction of the controller feels against his hands mm. <laughs> um I, dude i laughed when i saw his tweet i don't know why i thought it was so funny that he tweeted that look i'm holding the ps5 controller because uh, in my mind i'm just like it's just a controller like it's literally no gameplay nothing new it was just a picture of the controller. I, I was laughing hard when I saw him tweeting like 20 different pictures of this controller. Yeah, I thought we were going to get some more information like the battery life and all kinds of shit. They just completely <laughs> skipped all that shit. I was like, oh, damn. No, there's just like, Haptic feedback. there's a controller from the front, from the side, <laughs> from the back, from the other side, from the top, from the back. Like, oh, it was so useless, man. I hated yeah, like, it. it was, I hate good it. sir, have I told you about haptic feedback? <laughs> but but like, it would have been cool. 
<laughs> it would just have been cool if they did literally anything else with it. Anything else. <laughs> anything else. They could have said that there is an auto there's a shopping button. You can press a button and you can instantly buy something on the PSN store. <laughs> yeah. Just anything. Oh, I, I'm a fan of the dual sense. I think it's a very, very cool looking controller. I think that it is, very cool. it is a little bit bigger than the PS4 controller, which is cool because I'm a fan of heavier controllers. So, yeah. Um, I'm okay. Uh, I I don't know, man. I so this PS4 controller right here, I don't mind it. The only thing I don't like is that I wish. Um, I hate it when I have to play a game and I have to do the claw. I hate that. The claw. Yeah, like I wish. Um, like sometimes when I play Apex, so you know how you call your controller like this. Mm-hmm. I'll do something like this, where I'm just like, oh, doing like because you have a jump button. I don't like doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Which, why most people um, remap it to the triggers. Yeah, I do that, but then uh, that also changes the function of where another uh, thing should yeah, be. Yeah, it does. That's the thing is that Apex has too many buttons. That's the problem with controllers is that any game that has too many buttons really kind of fucks up the design. Yeah, game. the only thing that pisses me off about the ps4 controller it's just the battery life that shit dies like every fucking time I dude start gaming. it's literally like three hours yeah long. they say it's four but and, it's more like three yeah and then it's part of it's so bad because you can't turn off the stupid light yeah you can dim it that's about it you can't turn it off though uh yeah it's um i don't know it's uh, uh i like the ps4 controller a lot i like it way better than the ps3 controller uh, I went back and played. Um, I was playing Final Fantasy 13 last year, and one thing I noticed from the PS3 is that those triggers. I don't know how people play Call of Duty back then because, like, on on this controller, yeah, just like buttons. For example, well, it's not just buttons, but you press the button and it stops. The PS3 controller goes all the way to the back up here, mm-hmm. and for some shooters, like it won't register unless you. Uh, Unless you actually press it all the way back. So it just, after using it for like a couple of hours, it made my fingers actually just really hurt more than they should have. Okay. Yeah. But um, I don't remember liking the PS3 controller too much. I just thought it was another PlayStation controller. Yeah. I remember it being kind of oh, It liked. had the six axis. Yeah, I hated the six axis thing. I, it was so trash. That was so light. It didn't get heavier until the DualShock 3 came out. Then it was like, felt like a real controller. Yeah, it annoyed me. That, but also the Wii controller annoyed me with that shit a lot. Like the tilting and all that. I'm like, just let me point and um, let's call it a day. That wasn't too bad. What I, uh, what actually, you know what I actually used the six axis for? <laughs> um, This is kind of, did you, on the PS3, I, I don't think you ever did. Oh, maybe you did. Did you ever play a game called Warhawk? No. Okay, it was a third-person shooter. Honestly, at this point, it was probably the the first, like, real online Battle Royale game. Because it was a game mode where you could put, uh, I think it was, like, 32... Yeah, I think it was 32 people. And you could do a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whoever gets the most kills or whatever. There was, I think, a survivor mode. Um. Anyway. Cool thing about the, War, uh, the Warhawk, it was... In my opinion, it had probably some of the best six axis controllers. So it was a, and you could drive planes and tanks and cars and whatever. And one of the jets they could they could uh, play as um, it had a 
you could use the motion controls and if you put the if you put the the jet and the options into pro mode where like it doesn't auto do backflips or auto do this kind of stuff you could do some crazy ass stunts and shit while you're playing the game oh it's know. it was a really fun game i really wish they would re-release it no i only remember using like the six asses during like maybe some first party playstation games like maybe i think ratchet and clank tools yeah of, ratchet like, clank you said tools of destruction did yeah, Something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, they had like too many examples. Yeah. No, yeah, the uh, Warhawk was 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 rad. It was really cool. I wish I wish they would uh, they would do something with that IP. They could totally make it into Sony's Battle Royale if they wanted to with vehicles and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Sony's doing, man. They could make a, a Battle Royale Twisted Metal. Man, we'll that see. would be also we will, cool. We will see. My guess is they're going to be like half-assed as they always do every generation. It starts off as, yeah, we're going to use haptic feedback in all these games. And they'll use it in like 20% of the new games. And then by then, it'll just be pushed to the side. No one cares. Yeah. Well, shit. My uh, my OBS stopped recording the... No, no. I mean, it's recording. It stopped recording the uh, the Discord window for whatever reason. Oh, well, luckily, I've had it open this entire time. Yeah, I don't know why. Jesus Christ. Come on, OBS. <laughs> uh, uh, it was messing up when I was actually trying to uh, capture footage from my capture card. So I actually had to use XSplit to capture um, footage, which uh, it was nice that it was finally working well with my capture card. But, dude, I'm tired of using all these programs. <laughs> it's all good. I, I just want I just want to have one program that kind of does a little bit of everything. Is that, is that so hard? Yes. Is that so goddamn difficult? So how are we going to differentiate ourselves and force you to download our software? I know. Yep, for whatever reason, it's not popping up anymore. God damn it. Sorry, guys, that's my fault. I don't know why. Man, you're okay. So we don't have any more like main gaming news. So I wanted to ask, yeah, what was so, your origin on gaming? How did you get into this medium that we are all so entangled in? Uh, well, I was a little uh, kid, and um, I had cousins and stuff that had gaming uh devices and stuff, and that's kind of how I got started, more or less. Um, nothing like really special. There's definitely a couple of games that made more of an impact on, on at least with what I remember than anything else. Yeah. Um, what hooked you in? One of those was like the first game I remember like sitting down and passing was, uh, all right, it's back. Awesome. All right. The first game that I remember uh, like completing all the way through was um, Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah, and Classic and stuff. even that that one took uh, a very uh, very uh, long time to uh, to pa- to complete because uh, I I remember for the first like three months of playing that game we uh, we straight up didn't know what we were doing like uh, we we had uh, no idea what we were doing I remember one of our older cousins um, his name was Peter. 
he came in and he was like, oh, what are you guys doing? And um, uh, we're like, oh, we're just kind of stuck in like the Cockery uh, woods. And then he straight up just went into the first temple and just beat it for us. And we're just like, I remember we're getting out of the woods and we we're just like, oh, there's a whole field out here. You could do <laughs> so much more. You could, you have to go to this castle. You have to sneak into the castle. Like everything just opened up after that. Literally stuck in the Cockery woods for like, I remember we played this game almost every month. I mean, every day, just like put new game every single time, get the sword and then just run around and do absolutely nothing. Yeah. No, that that's not oh. a easy game to get into as a kid because there's a lot to like take in. Yeah, it was um, it was just like. It was one of those things where I was just like, "Why? Why would you? Like, why would you make a game kind of like like this? You know?" Yeah, I was I was used to turn-based RPGs like Chrono Cross, not Chrono Cross, but Chrono Trigger. First, I played a little bit of. And then yeah. Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, and then Legend of Zelda. I was stuck on the Great Deku Tree for a good month. And then eventually yeah, I, I found my way out and got to the Hyrule Field, went to the castle and figured the game out. That's when the game really sunk in. I'm like, oh, now I understand the mechanics and what yeah. you're asking exactly. me to do. But before, I was like, what the hell is all this? Z-targeting and all this stuff? Before that... um. I remember, uh, let's see, stuck in the Deku Tree. And then the next place I remember getting stuck was, um, I actually, uh, the, what's it called? The, um, the Dongos, the cave. Oh, yeah. Because I, the bomb thing and the bomb bracelet. I remember, I remember, like, just not being able to get bombs and needing to get bombs and not knowing what to do. Um, and Jabba Jabba's belly, just because I would, for you guys don't know, and, and I still kind of get confused whenever I replay that section. There's like a part where you have to destroy like four or five different tentacles, I think. And um, it's just the way leading to them is just confusing because it's, it's a very similar looking hallway. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I remember we were pretty good up until the water temple. And even <laughs> during the water temple, uh, after that... Um, go trying to get into the shadow temple yeah because um if you never played arc of time to get into the shadow temple you need the lens of truth which you and gotta go to that graveyard that an, yeah yeah i remember Wait, yeah and that was just it just those games like playing it as an adult it makes more sense but trying to play that as a kid like good good luck trying to play no. that game without any help i'm pretty sure I had to bring my copy, like the Green Carp Church, over to my friend's house to help me beat the Water Temple. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that's what it what happened. Cause like, if you were the kid in school who knew how to beat certain games, which I could beat like the Metroid series. So if someone mm -hmm. wanted to like, play like Super Metroid, they would come to me and I would help them beat it. Or Metroid on GameCube, I beat that, and people would ask me to help them out with that, but. Legend of Zelda, I had to go to, like, one of my friend's houses, and he helped me beat the Water Temple. Yeah. Yeah, no, Legend of Zelda, that's that's the one that took, uh, that took a while. The other one, I remember um, kind of leaving, like, a big impact was, like, the Wind Waker, because I remember I did not like that art style when it came out, and then I really ended up liking it afterwards. Yeah. Um, 
Soul Calibur 2, because that was probably the first fighting game that I really actually liked. Dang, so you were a big um, Link fan, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, absolutely. Um, Let's see. Uh, I remember... Uh, there's so much, I just can't think of it. I remember playing a lot of Super Smash Bros. Melee and a lot of um, Mario Kart Double Dash. Oh, like so much Double, Double Dash. Dash is the best Mario Kart game, period. I'm sorry. That game is so fun. I never yeah, I didn't always, think it was going to be that good. We would always play the uh, the baby stage because it would have like seven laps instead of three. Mm-hmm. And then you just it'd get crazy just having four people on there with all the items and stuff. And the, the level was so small that you could like hit anything at anybody at any time. Yeah. Um... Trying to figure out what else I played. I wasn't that into platformers. I wasn't into shooters. I wasn't into Legend of Zelda. I was a little bit into RPGs too. Like I really enjoyed Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Kingdom Hearts too when it first came out. Uh, and then towards the end of the PS2, I got really into Metal Gear. Like oh, really, yeah. really into Metal Gear. Where I played Metal Gear Solid 3... And then I went back and I played Metal Gear Solid 2 and then Metal Gear Solid 1 and then Metal MGS4 came out and then I played almost all the other ones since then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was really... I remember playing... I remember watching my cousins play Metal Gear Solid 3 and like, oh man, this game is so stupid. Why would you even play a game like this? Like, oh, your ammo runs out. Your, you know, there's all these animals that attack you. There's all these guards. Like, you don't even have to kill them. You can just go around. I just remember going like, this is so dumb. And then um, one of my cousins let me borrow the game. And then uh, I remember um, I remember uh, just playing it and then getting stuck in it for a long time and then kind of plowing through it right after that. Yeah, my cousin Michael had Metal Gear Solid 1. And I remember he tried to let me play it. And I played the first level, which you're on, uh, what is it? Uh, that snowy level. I forget what the place is called. Shadow Moses. Yeah, Shadow Moses. Very famous location in Mortal in uh, Metal Gear. And you're like running around. And I remember hearing one of the guys look at my footsteps. And he was like, oh, I found some footsteps. And he starts tracking you to your location. I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. Like I was like, yo, I got to turn this off. How did he know? I was, I was so scared. I turned the game off. I was like, bro, I can't play this. This is too scary. Did you ever... Um... Dude, the game, the first game that I actually got scared at, I remember getting scared at, was like, um, oh, shit. Oh, I was definitely Resident what Evil. 100% Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil. Holy might, yeah, shit. Yeah, I had an uncle that would, that would play Resident Evil 2, and I would just, I, he would turn it on, I would just, like, leave the house. I was like, I'm going to go outside. <laughs> um, fear, the first, the first fear, I remember playing the demo. And that was one where I got scared playing it, and I was like, I can't play this Oh, game. Fear? Oh, Fear was so good. I love playing that game. Yeah, I don't know what happens to that franchise, but I remember the demo for the first one on the Xbox 360. I legit got scared because uh, it was like a girl walking around the hallway, and I was like, I, yeah, I can't play this game. I remember playing Fear One and Fear Two, uh, Three. I think it was where I just goes like I don't care anymore. But they were really good. The AI was really good in Fear One, Fear Two. Yeah, and then um, the uh, there were some. Yeah, okay, I remember getting scared. The other thing I remember that scared the shit out of me was um, freaking uh, in Super Mario 64, the eel. 
the, the eel. The, there's an eel that swims in the water level. Yeah, like at the bottom. Jolly Roger Bay. No, not Jolly Roger Bay. It's the one before that. I don't know. I don't know the stage, but I remember there's a huge eel. Yeah. And I remember not wanting to, not wanting to play uh, people uh, uh, Mario sixty four because of that eel. Yeah, I remember the eel. It wasn't Dire Dire Docks. It, it was a level before the water level before that one. But I remember the eel. Most people say the piano. No, I don't remember anything about the piano. In the boo stage? I don't even know what the... When you go into the boo world, there's like a room oh, no. that has a piano that comes to life and oh. tries to chomp you up. I remember. No, yeah. no, that, that, yeah. That part wasn't that bad, but the, the, the eel, that definitely scared the shit out of me. Oh, okay. The Resident Evil scared yeah. me. It was, I had to play that game without the sound on. And even then, it still scared <laughs> the shit out of me. Oh man, I feel like that would scare me more just because you'd be just so focused on what's going on in the game. Yeah, I didn't like that game. I, it took me like a year to finally play it. Yeah, but um, but the other game that like I remember wanting to play but not one not finishing it was uh, there's a, a I remember they called it like a Zelda clone, but it wasn't. It was it was an RPG, but it was um, Quest sixty four. I oh, yeah. I always kind of want to see how that game finished. I remember. I never got to see it finish. The title, but I never played it. Yeah, I remember kind of a little bit like um, Legend of Zelda, where we just didn't do anything in the main game, stuck being stuck in it for months and months, and then somehow figuring out that eventually you have to go into the forest, and then there's a guy that stole something or money, you have to take him out. And I remember going like, "Oh shit, this game opens up." <laughs> Damn. So you got your start on like N sixty four. Okay. Cause my what, what, origin uh, is uh Sega Genesis. Oh. Yeah, I didn't play anything prior to N sixty four that I that I really remember. Damn. I'm old. Yeah, I mean I just don't remember anything prior to that. I'm pretty sure I played some games like Sonic. I just don't legitimately just don't remember them. Yeah, I remember playing Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo Entertainment System. I think my grandpa had it, and he bought it for my aunt, I think. And I went over to yeah. his house and played it, but I didn't really care too much for it. It was cool. Duck Hunt, Duck Hunt was another game then, which was all right. But then when like the Genesis came out and Sonic came out, which of course is why I got yeah. Sonic. Sonic is like the thing that just made me like, oh my god, gaming is so cool. I love gaming. I'm going to keep playing games. Sorry, I thought somebody was uh, at the door. Because I thought everybody left for like, they, they went to go to a family member's house. And I was just like, is somebody actually here? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, Genesis, Dreamcast, all that Sega stuff. I didn't even really know how it existed until like after it was all over. Damn. But I mean, Nintendo 64 just, is a good time to get in because that, that was a really good era. Yeah, just uh, let's see, Mario, Star Fox, Zelda. I will say, uh, you know that um, there was a scene in Majora's Mask that actually scared me because that one Majora's Mask. Yeah, that was a creepy uh, by that time. Game. I, yeah, by the time that came out, I was a little bit older and I could figure out like other. You know, I think Oracle of Ages or Oracle of Seasons came out after uh, before that. Mm-hmm. So I was able to kind of get a. I understood games a lot more, yeah. At least, or at least game logic, and uh, 
Majora's Mask was really was really trippy just because you got the big moon and then um like I remember when you get to uh the last temple like in that little it was kind of like a little town there's like a guy that's fused with a mummy I remember that scared the shit oh, out of yeah. me oh yeah before you hit like the the temple in the sky yeah this just um just it was really weird it was very definitely very uh adult theme yeah i didn't realize that until i got older like i was playing majora's mask yeah and i was just like oh business as usual just typical zelda shit and then when you get older and you look back you're like wow that game was really dark it had a lot of death very dark a lot of very adult dark. themes in there very dark very a lot of people were depressed i remember yeah. um the everyone thought that the world was ending just very not um how the fuck Shigeru Miyamoto gonna let Majora's Mask be its thing? But then Paper Mario's like, no, too much backstory. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Good because there were a lot of people who would just deny that the world was gonna end. Some people were really fucking scared. Yep. It, it yep. was a lot of emotions from those characters. Yeah, it was like a lot of emotion, and then it was also like, um, how do you say it? Like. Uh, um, like, I don't know, like some of the side missions you had to do just had like weird endings. Yeah. If that makes sense. They did. Like, like there was one where you had to stop the aliens and that one was always like for me stress inducing. Oh yeah. Cause you had to kill the aliens before they abducted the cows. <laughs> yeah. And that one also had to do with, um. With the ranch, that one before that, the ranchers, uh, they were, um, I think one of them would attack you because you had to kind of sneak out and he was kind of like chasing you. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's just so much, so much random shit in the, it's just, just way more that my little brain could comprehend. Yeah, like the, uh, the Zora chick who, uh, was part of the band and then died. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then the the weird thing about that game is that like you wouldn't see people happy until after you beat the temple and it kind of like cleaned up whatever area you were in. Mm -hmm. But then um, you wouldn't spend too much time in that because you would always have to reset the clock. Yep. So you would almost never really see what the area kind of cleaned up looks like until you had to. Uh, Unless you went back to the, the temple and then beat the boss again and then restored order. And that was just something that was, I don't know, it was just also unusual because there's probably a lot of secrets that I missed just because I didn't want to do that again. No, it, to be honest, it didn't seem like it was more of a, a happy ending for like the area and the people in it. It just kind of seemed like they were content rather than yeah sad and depressed and all that shit. Wait, hold up. I think someone's talking about Yeah. But yeah, um, no, yeah, Majora's Mask was just, it was just, uh, it was a really weird game. It's definitely my favorite Zelda game. Though. Yeah. Out of, out of all of them right now, it's, it really, really is. I really wish I could play the 3DS version. I never got a chance to. Yeah, I think Ocarina of Time is going to be my favorite, but Majora's Mask is definitely the one that's like most unique, I think. Very cool. No. For me, it used to be Ocarina of Time, and then I really, uh, I really enjoyed um, Majora's Mask. Just because uh, re I replayed both of them, um, 
a couple of times and i really just ended up enjoying majora's mask more there's just like more options of stuff you can do the masks made it cool yeah that you could like run faster do uh do a weird dance just do random stuff yeah the side quests were dope too i like that part of it it made a big difference yeah the those that side quest tracker which really kind of made everything nice mm-hmm. yeah which which like I don't know, there's just a lot there's so much cool stuff and then the um you you knew when things were gonna happen because everything happened in a certain order at every part of the map yeah you got used to the flow of time yeah and it's um it's a, it's a really really cool oh man my thing just I don't know what's going on with my OBS, dude. It's just decided to not. It just crapped the bed again. Don't worry about it. Just use my version. Be all right. Yeah. No, it's just kind of weird because I'm now I'm just like uh, I hope this doesn't do this whenever I'm streaming. Uh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got. You want to add anything else? Uh. No, I think uh, it was well. There was one thing I was gonna say. Um. I know Justin K came onto my channel. Who's asking about oh, uh, long yeah, sets? What's he doing? Um, yeah, he was just asking me like, "What's the courtesy for long sets?" And I'm like, "There's no real rules." What do you mean? Like uh, when you play fighting games with um, players, t- typically you do like what is it like a first to three or first to five or first to ten, depending on who you're playing. Um, mm-hmm. He was just asking if there was like any rules or anything like you kind of set the rules but usually there's no rules unless it's like a first to ten or first to five which is usually if it's like a first to ten or first to five is when you when you lose a set or you lose a game you can switch a character but if you win you can't switch characters which is usually the general rule if it's like an official type of match but if it's not official there are no rules just I would say when it comes to long sets, play people who are better than you so you can learn and get better as a player. Yeah, that's 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 a big one. Yeah, because playing short sets, you can't really get into your opponent's head and see their habits and what they like to do, certain options they'll take when they're doing certain strings or certain setups. That's why long sets always uh, help you improve as a player. Yeah, Um. the other thing too is just like... uh. I mean, I don't know. You can probably get better advice than me on this one, because I, you know, you know way more about all that stuff than I do. Yeah, but you've also been improving, uh, so you can speak on it too. Yeah, but, uh, but I, I always want to like, um, I don't know, like I always, for me, like a big thing is just like, um, you know, okay, are you doing better? Can can you identify your own issues? Like I, I think once you can begin to identify your own issues, you're 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 good. Yeah, um, it's. I definitely. Like, well, at least, I couldn't do that when I first started getting into fighting games, like especially when Street Fighter Four came out, which is when a lot of people mm-hmm. came in, which is what I now a term called the O Niners. I never watched my replays. All I wanted to do was just win. I never really like used any better players to gauge my skill off of which is why it took a long time for me to get pretty decent at that game so it's it's a part of getting good you have to do that you have to watch your losses and you have to look at your gameplay and you have to compare it to 
who you want to see, who you think is a good player, you have to compare to them and look at your faults. Yeah. Um, like in DOA, which is probably because only real fighting games I played are DOA and uh, Soul Calibur. And um, Soul Calibur is, uh, it's cool. It's faster and slower in some other ways than DOA. Like Soul Calibur has. So Calibur compared to DOA has so many more defensive mechanics. Mm-hmm. Cause um in So Calibur you can sidestep, you can block, you can do a parry. You can do a a parry is an attack that only a couple characters have. You can do like an actual uh You can do a guard um, impact. I've seen that. Yeah, a guard impact, which is like yeah. which which is is which is like a parry except it doesn't lead to an attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the one where so then you there's the guard attack clash there's there's the uh reversal edge yeah reversal edge yeah which is um once again it's a defensive attack there's the so the sidestep there's that there's you could also duck um and then well, one of the newer updates they also added where you can do like a perfect guard impact where if you press the reversal edge button and guard impact at the same time you can do a better guard impact. I, I don't know exactly what that means. Um, and then you have uh, and then you have other you have some moves that are like just frame moves where if you do them correctly, they uh, can do more. Uh, uh, they can do more damage, or they can be faster. It has so many. That was not a defensive one, but it, it just has so many defensive tools compared to DOA. Where versus the DOA, you can block, duck, sidestep, go forward, go backwards. And then you can do a hold, and that's kind of it. Yeah, I feel like DOA is a... I came from, like, Street Fighter, and the mindset from Street Fighter is a lot different from the mindset you use to play DOA. Yeah. Because DOA, you're kind of always... You want to see what your opponent's reacting to, and you want to see how they play, because a lot of their play style matters. Do they hold a lot? Do they finish strings? Do they grab after certain moves are they using safe moves or are they maximizing their stun damage are they going for grabs after stun so you really gotta yep. get into your opponent's head and also play your own game and be able to switch it up if you want to be good at DOA while in Street Fighter it's mostly neutral making sure your combos are always on point you want to have resets you want to have a good strategy um, and you also don't want to be put in the corner that's a big thing as well. Yeah, and that's one thing with the newest Soul Calibur is that they did is that they started incorporating some, um, some. Well, they, they used to have corner mechanics before, but like they seem a little bit more prevalent now. It's something that people want to put you in a corner. Um, and then the other thing too with the uh, Soul Calibur Six is that more people want to do combos because Soul Calibur traditionally hasn't been a combo fighter. Yeah, it was more like poke heavy. Yeah, it's poke heavy, and then, like, you'll have combo strings, but the most, like, at yeah, most, it'll be, like, two or three attacks. Yeah. It, it won't be something that's very, um, you just don't have very stringy attacks. So, you know, you can combine a couple of strings, if, you, if especially if your opponent's doing something they're not supposed to, to create, like, uh, like an artificial combo. But those, I don't like that because it never, to me, it doesn't feel fluid like it does in, like, DOA. Yeah. So, um... And then the the other thing too is that uh and then um uh, let's see and oh yeah, the other thing too with the most recent Soul Calibur six is that the other the other thing they introduced was uh what's it called um 
the thing that anime fighters have, which is like gimmick characters. <laughs> yeah. Go and uh, Soul Calibur Six has way more gimmick characters than it's ever had before. Two B looks like a gimmick character. She looks very combo heavy. I could be which wrong. Two uh, B, the chick from uh, yeah. Near Automata. Yeah, she's very very combo heavy. Yeah, she looked like it. Yeah, and that's almost like her gimmick because there's very few characters in that game that do combos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Sasalamel, he can kind of stop time by putting curses on you. Um, freaking uh, Astroth and some other characters too. They have what's called like um, it's almost like a a rate a revenge mechanic, which is basically you get armor, which um, which isn't something that the game really used to have before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like there's armor moves and some characters have access to them um, uh, a character like Ast- Astroth is a character I played the most like he's a very slow character but during Soul Charge like 30 of his moves become 10 frames faster damn 10 so, frames like, faster that's a, that's a big difference that's a whole new character it's a huge yeah it's a it's a big difference it's a huge difference so it's um and you gotta like almost every one of his moves just gets insanely faster, and it still makes him a slow character compared to the rest of the cast. But it's like a lot of characters have like these these gimmicks, which I think is good for Soul Calibur because it keeps the uh, the fights um, fresh and exciting. Well, but um, I know there's people that don't like them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I know Atmo got me Soul Calibur. I think six is the most recent mm-hmm. one, and I just couldn't get into. It. So I'm like this shit just has too many mechanics for me to get into because yep. i'm like i'm already playing street fighter doa blaze blue cross tag battle freaking eight million different fighters i'm like i can't add like soul caliber onto it it looks cool it's just it's got so many mechanics i'm like ah yeah it's got a lot of 2d mechanics kind of implemented in like a 3d way mm-hmm. especially especially stuff with like the like the pairing like the guard impact like that's you could guard impact almost any move. Yeah, that's like, that was just annoying me. And then the the reversal edge was really pissing me off because people just kept doing it all the time. I was just really that's fucking a, mad. That's a that that's definitely a noob killer. That's something that you can do against noobs, and uh, they can kind of you kind of get away with it. But uh, it, it's cool. A lot of people didn't like that mechanic as much because they thought it was like a get out of jail free card, but. I don't know, like, the game has so many different defensive mechanics, there's always something, there's always an option, more or less. Yeah, I feel like I would need to I ne- drop one game to pick that game up. Yeah, you I just don't have the, the, the brain, uh, um, what's it called? The, uh, the brain spectrum for it. Yeah, I need like a bigger hard drive for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, I, I like Soul Calibur a lot, though, but once again, my, the games I kind of resort to, so fight, uh, so fighter, so caliber, and um, uh, DOA six, and uh, DOA six is just it's a good simple game, mm-hmm. um, way simpler than so caliber, but uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, man, I I don't understand why DOA is not more popular. I I've talked about it way too much on my own stream, so I'm just like that's a game that should have been way more popular. Yeah, it's fun. It's I love going from like different spectrums like street fighter was so neutral heavy and combo like one frame two frame links and certain setups to go into doa where it's like you gotta throw to punish and maximize your stun game you can play with the stun system and 
launchers and different things and predicting your opponent's moves. So it's a big different, big difference from Street Fighter, which I like it. Yeah, I would say give uh, if you give Sokatmer another shot, I would say um, definitely just go from uh, the. I would say is just go from character to character and be like the moment you don't like them, switch off and pick somebody else. Yeah, see that because so many of the characters at this point are a little bit more gimmicky than they ever used to be. So they just play drastically different from one another. Okay. Even the two characters like uh, Nightmare and Siegfried, they're they're split and they're just totally different characters at this point. They're like um, Nightmare has some armor moves. Nightmare gets way faster and combo heavier when he's in um, Soul Charge. Mm-hmm. And uh, Siegfried, he's got like a, po- a secret powered up mechanic where if you do an attack after a certain amount of times, he can actually just get stronger on his own. Okay. Yeah, it's like a secret meter he has. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just I, I don't know. I like how gimmicky the games get. I, I don't think that's a bad thing when games kind of get gimmicky. It's one thing I like about Smash Brothers a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I I don't think it's inherently a bad thing. It's just you know does it feel gimmicky or does it not? And that's I think the make or break point with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I use a gimmick character in Tekken. Eliza, definitely a gimmick character. She's 2D in a 3D game. Why is she a gimmick character? Because she's a, literally like a 2D fighter in a 3D game. She plays the game like Street Fighter, but she's in the Tekken mm. system, which is cool. Yeah, and then um, in uh, in DOA, I like using uh, Lei Fang, and she uh, she's just so... Def- is Lei Fang considered high tier or not? I, I legit don't know. Uh, I hear that she was literally super high tier in DOA 5. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it uses a different system than 6. But in 6, I hear she's yeah. okay. But if yeah, you but- are very good with that character, you can make her work at high levels. Black Moon's been doing it for a while. Yeah. And, like, I like how um, Lei Fang has... She has, a lot, she has, like, four different parry attacks. And then she's got a couple different holds and she's got a stance that operates as a hold and she almost she almost feels like a gimmick character compared to some of the other staff yeah but i feel like once you if you know every character and you know the system like to the t yep you can make like fang broken as shit you can make almost any character in doa because that's a you know doa is so um kind of like street fighters it's so focused on uh on well, I don't know. I don't know if the, maybe Street Fighter, maybe Mortal Kombat's closer in comparison, but it's it's so focused on the fundamentals of whatever the fundamentals are for the for its game that if you just have really really solid understanding of the fundamentals, you can just kind of win with almost any character. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Street Fighter definitely yeah. has a bunch of gimmick ass characters, but hey, it's all good. Yeah. Street Fighter. <laughs> All right, I uh, am ready. I'm ready to get some food. I am hungry. Hell yeah, man. It's been a good one, man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, if you guys want to follow me, uh, twitch.tv, uh, i-heart-gaming, um, remember Avalos underscore YT on Twitter. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been fun. I heart gaming on YouTube. Yeah, Richmatic. Yo, it's Richmatic on Twitch. Yo, it's Richmatic on Twitter. Um, just Rich Matic on YouTube. Give your boy a follow. All right. I'll catch you later. Peace out. Peace out, guys. Have a good one.